0: Welcome to Trade Finance Talks, a podcast from Trade Finance Global. During this series, we'll be hearing from global
1: experts, as well as learning about the latest trends, technology, and insights in the world of international trade and receivables finance. Episode
0: 100 The global industry e commerce was faced with an unprecedented crisis in terms of shipping capacity, staffing pressures,
1: etc. My name's Besh Patel, editor at Trade Finance Global. While the COVID-19 pandemic had devastating impacts, it's difficult to deny that it was instrumental in exposing digital weaknesses all around the world. Businesses and industries that were unprepared for a quick transition to a digital economy were hit hard during the early months and subsequent years. Trade finance was one of those industries. In this Cyborg Special, I'm joined by Rishi Taneika, global head of corporates and trade go-to-market at SWIFT. To further explore the pandemic recovery and how lockdowns are accelerating trade finance's push towards digitalization. Rishi, thank you so much for joining us here in Amsterdam.
0: Thanks Zipesh for having me.
1: So who are you, where are you from and what do you do?
0: Sure. As I said, uh, really excited to be speaking to you here today on the topic. I am the head of corporates and trade Go to market team at SWIFT. I manage a global team that is responsible for the execution of the SWIFT strategic initiatives that mainly address pain points for corporates and the financial community on trade and other associate areas. I'm based in Mumbai, India, but have spent many years in the US as well.
1: Great. Okay, thank you, Rishi. And the COVID-19 pandemic and other macroeconomic events have caused considerable disruption over the past two to three years. Why is global trade critical to the economic growth and pandemic recovery that really is now needed?
0: What is very clear is trade in general is very central to any economic growth when you are talking about an individual country or just global economic growth. Because when you are dealing with goods, you are dealing with money, you are dealing with economics, and the better and faster that you trade, you grow faster, you innovate, and you improve productivity. Trade itself is a very extremely complex ecosystem. It does not just involve the known players like your importer, exporter, or the banks in between, but various other actors across not only physical, but more importantly, the financial supply chains. And when we are talking about international trade, this means it crosses jurisdictions or it crosses countries. Now, what that does, it gives rise to different standards, rules, regulations, legal frameworks. By just this complexity and the nature and the environment, it contributes to what we know of today in form of trade as being very heavily manual, paper-intensive process and way of doing things, which broadly resists any efforts toward digitization. So in my view, rather than asking the question on how trade can aid in the economic growth and pandemic recovery, what our thoughts should be around How can the global trade digitization help in that direction? So in other areas that we have seen, digitization has the potential to help reduce the processing time, costs, risks, very, very apparent in terms of reduction in friction, increased transparency. With that, when you talk about digitization, what goes hand in hand is richer data, because more critical in terms of trade. Because that gives great insight into the supply chains, great insight, transparent insights into how the trade and finance is happening, which gives uh, countries, central banks, more visibility into how can economic growth happen. And from a financial inclusion perspective, more important as well, because when you talk about small and medium enterprises, which are really driving trade, them getting access to trade finance through digitization is more critical. Trade and in effect, trade digitization, it's critical that we get that right to aid and get us all out of the pandemic towards greater recovery.
1: Sure. Thank you, Rishi. And I think connecting the physical and financial supply chain is the key point there. You've hit the nail on the head. We've almost got to a point where the digitization of trade finance is almost quite a nebulous concept. So I'm going to ask you to go into a little bit more detail in relation to that digitalization in trade and payments. What has SWIFT's role specifically been?
0: While I talk about how SWIFT has played a role within the whole pandemic, let me just spend two to three minutes on just talking about what has happened during the pandemic because you rightly said that pandemic has been the lever towards digitization. What essentially happened in the pandemic was obviously an unprecedented and volatile situation. The global industry e-commerce was faced with an unprecedented crisis in terms of shipping capacity, staffing pressures, etc. There are events that were happening around that, more importantly in the financial supply chain where risks were magnified basically with the fraud allegations that were going on. Then the lockdowns happened as a natural outcome and the whole manual and paper-based vulnerabilities that I spoke of earlier in terms of the processes, they suddenly were magnified. And that's why For the trade to run and continue running and the economies to still get out of that, COVID-19 actually motivated that shift to digital. So for a long time, the industry was talking about trade digitization with respect to the operating environment. But suddenly, it became less about the operating environment and more about digitization as a matter of business continuity and risk management. ICC had multiple initiatives, the, the working group they published a paper on how banks are responding linking towards the persistent vulnerability around paper there was a digital standards initiative that was also launched towards a standardized and interoperable digital trade ecosystem dcsa the digital container shipping association they published data and process standards for submission of shipping instructions etc that pandemic itself was a great lever towards paperless trade as a matter of fact and to your question i think Swift was in a unique position or is in a unique position to monitor that, totally monitor that impact. One thing was very, very apparent just before the pandemic and over the years has been that a well-documented product shift was happening towards open account. But while that was happening, Swift actually facilitated over USD $2 in documentary trade financing in 2020, which was at the height of our pandemic. The use of messaging standards like the MP799 was relatively less effective, suggesting that Swift did serve as a broader means of secure communication, even during the pandemic. And as a matter of fact, ICC had proposed that Swift could be an alternate solution to manual document flows. As I said before, the in stark comparison to the drop in documentary trade, are bank to corporate channel, the digital trade channel, which we also call the MT798, actually that grew significantly in 2020, which all signaled that the pandemic is really inducing a shift to digital. Another key thing that SWIFT played a role during the pandemic was just prior to the pandemic, SWIFT and a group of trade banks, we had worked on a proof of value to tackle the paper burden of trade. It was repurposing some of our existing secure solutions to facilitate LC presentation by actually the participants could digitally exchange them in certain and link them to the underlying letter of credit, for example. When the pandemic happened, SWIFT accelerated that a successful proof of value into a life service. That solution was actually applicable to corporates to bank as well as bank to bank LC presentation. We published a guideline on how our network could help facilitate that digital transmission of trade documents. And that was really significant step towards an industry commercialization of what we call the EUCP rules under ICC. If you really look at it, I think from though as bad as the pandemic was, but a, it really induced that shift to digital and SWIFT definitely was at the center where we played a key role in facilitating and helping our customers achieve digitization in that time period.
1: Thank you very much, Rishi. So so just to summarize there's you know, some two trillion US dollars of documentary trade were facilitated by Swift during the pandemic and the MT798, the SWIFT messaging type channel grew significantly, which is that bank to corporate messaging channel. And also you accelerated that transition, that proof of value in letter of credit presentation. So quite exciting that you also mentioned a couple of projects that the DCSA and also the ICC Digital Standards Initiative have really driven. But I think it's fair to say we still have some challenges around the standardization of trade finance. Is that correct?
0: Unfortunately, yes. Like I said before, right? trade is an extremely complex ecosystem. So as I said, it covers multiple of these actors, multiple ecosystems, multiple platforms. And with multiple platforms and ecosystems, the operating standards that get developed, they get developed to only solve point problems in those individual domains those players, they will necessarily need competence in multiple platforms and ecosystems. So with proliferation of multiple digital islands, a lot of ecosystem players attempting digitization, it really, unfortunately, that development happens in silos. And that's why you have that problem. The problem is very, very straightforward. I think without those standards, processes do have tendencies to become unreliable, which will actually increase the cost risk limitations and not to forget if it's not standard if it's not the rich data, the benefits of that, everyone knows. And if you're not doing that, will have its own problems. The other aspect along with standardization is the digital identity as well with proliferation of the silos and proliferation of multiple platforms. And you definitely need a trade-off in terms of privacy and financial crime compliance. That definitely needs careful consideration. But when you really look at what's going on. I think all this gives rise to the need of really high governance standards to clearly define roles, responsibility, operating rules, and really underscoring the importance of neutrality and inclusion in that. Platforms will be there, no question about that. As long as they are moving towards standardization, I think all will be well.
1: Thanks, Rishi. It sounds like that ecosystem play is really important for the industry. So you've talked about standards, you've talked about some of the challenges around digital islands or silos. Are there any other challenges, say legal, education, adoption challenges, interoperability challenges? Could you perhaps spell a few of these other challenges out for us?
0: Definitely. I think I'll spell out two most important challenges, Other so than standardization. I think, as you rightly said, the legal challenges, so legal harmonization, and then the fragmentation and interoperability. Let me just uh, quickly delve a little deeper into it. When you talk about legal challenges, it's essentially towards the transferable records. I think trade has traditionally been associated with Uh, key documents. Uh, Let's take an example like Bill of Lading, which really permits the holder to take delivery of goods. It acts as a document of title, is physically moved between carrier, buyer, supplier, banks. And in many cases, since they offer the specific legal rights, and when you then talk about digitization, the question and really what we need to look at is if those rights would still apply when the document is in electronic form. In an electronic form, replicating these transferable nature is not a, a trivial task by any means. It's legally complex. How do parties evaluate these legal rights, liabilities, how they pass it between them, and ultimately, how should these stakeholders involved convene to a technical solution that will enable this legal harmonization. So that's really the first aspect, because again, I come back to my point of there are so many various actors, so many different jurisdictions, rules, regulations, that this bit on legal harmonization is even more important than the technical aspects around trade digitization. The second aspect, as I said, is fragmentation. We we all agreed and we spoke about it before that multiple ecosystem players, multiple actors, it's unlikely that one platform will be there. There will be multiple platforms that will cover the entire ecosystem and there will be fragmentation because of the very nature of trade and its complexity. The fragmentation could be around technology, some dabbling in, let's say, DLT or smart contracts and what have you, AI and everything. Some could be in terms of the who is operating it. Uh, governments could be operating it. Private enterprises could be operating it. But at the end of the day, these little digital islands get created, different processes, as I said, different data. That is the more critical aspect, not just processes, but different data residing in many of these. That's why the interoperability plays a very important role. We need to allow the participants to automate, integrate into these multiple platforms so that they can avail benefits and in a very cost effective way across these multiple platforms. And when associated with the fragmentation, we do talk about, let's say, APIs, for example, as promising. As promising as they are, again, there there is fragmentation because within these platforms, within the different organizations, it's difficult because of APIs having own specifications. So even within the technology, in this case, as an example, API, there is a need towards a standardization of that as well, so that the community at large could benefit in a, as I said, very cost-effective way across the value that these platforms are creating. Apart from standards, I would put legal- harmonization and fragmentation interoperability as the other two big challenges we need to solve
1: for. Thank you very much. Legal harmonization and fragmentation. Well, I guess almost the opposite of fragmentation. Here we are at, at Cybos, a real festival and community bringing a lot of the actors together. What else is Swift doing to bring some of these actors within the trade ecosystem together? And what's on the horizon for Swift in the context of trade finance?
0: Firstly, we at SWIFT, we are looking at this problem very, very keenly, uh, looking at these challenges very, very keenly. And the first thing that we want to do is take the conversations and what we do beyond just trade finance into all the trade processes and trade in its entirety. So that's the first thing. There are definitely three key areas that we can bring our expertise and really help the community towards uh, tackling friction. First one being digitization and standardization are really the top value proposition that Swift brings to the table to its community. We really want to co-create digital standards uh, to tackle this friction and fragmentation. So one example is working with the community to establish a almost a swift catalog of trade-based APIs for bank and corporate. So which will be standardized, which will be ISO 2002 compliant, so rich data in them. So that's the first aspect of tackling that challenge. The second is fostering interoperability. We established that really from an ecosystem perspective, there will be platforms and how can Swift play a role to interconnect those, almost like super connector, connecting with these third-party platforms, helping co-create, again, standardize and uh, scale those new value-added services for the community banks and corporate. Towards that, really working on standardized APIs, industry-standardized APIs that will benefit from trusted single identity and security protocols that Swift is known for. And then the third bucket or the third area is advocacy. And this is more towards the legal reform. So we are really working with, Bodies like ICC, UNCTRAL, BAFT, other industry associations globally to help tackle that paper problem that we have in not only documentary, but even open account trade for that matter. And really trying to move the community towards that harmonized legal reforms that we spoke about. On a broader scale, in the next two years beyond, SWIFT itself has a very exciting strategic roadmap that we have developed, collaborated with our community for really to expand our capabilities to provide a comprehensive transaction management services, right? Which will really be next-gen digital platform, use APIs, cloud technologies, et cetera, and more so from Fundamental premise being that it will allow interoperability between standards, channels, protocols, while still being able to try to fit in more adjacent value-added services. And not to mention our API and partnership strategy, that really we want to enable the community to standardize and scale these digitized solutions, right? As we spoke about earlier, which will be either proprietary, third parties, or agnostic to even a trade financing process. That's why as the trade ecosystem embarks, multiple players embark on this digitization journey. I think we at Swift, Swift urges all to consider the longer term ramifications of fragmented standards, if you will, even identity security protocols for that matter. Just take a step back, take time to understand the benefits of all of this getting harmonized. And Swift is there. We really want to be at the forefront to help the community towards that. So we are very excited with what's coming along in our trade journey.
1: Thank you very much, Rishi. And I think I'm just going to pick up on some of those key points that resonate well, and they've obviously been themes we've seen right throughout CybOS: Fostering interoperability, thinking about scale, building those industry standardized APIs, taking a look at single identity protocol, legal reform, and also the real importance of partnerships. Rishi, it's been such a pleasure having you and speaking to you on Trade Finance Talks. Enjoy the rest of CybOS. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for listening to Trade Finance Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts at tradefinanceglobal.com.